0: This podcast is brought to you by Upgrade Fitness, Guernsey's new state-of-the-art gym purpose-built for gym-goers by gym lovers. Head to upgrade.fitness to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into Ireland sport every Wednesday, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk cricket as Guernsey's men head to Spain
1: for their maiden crack at the European Cricket Championship. First time we've been, which is really exciting. We, you know, really important for us to be there. Um, Thirty other countries involved. Yeah, it, it's a big deal. You know, playing you know different format to what we might play at ICC level and, and wider than that, but you know, against broadly the same players and countries. So um, yeah, it's really important for our development. A full chat with batter Tom Nightingale and travelling
0: manager Rob Thompson to come. Plus, we'll reflect on the achievements of some more Sarnians in Spain at the World Age Group Triathlon Championships. We'll also look back on the weekend's rugby and cast an eye on what's to come over the next few days as well. My name is Tony and With me to do all that is Gareth the Prevo. Hi, Tony. i Jamie Ingram. Hi, Tony. Uh, good to see you guys. Um, let's start, Jamie, with uh, well, it's a lot of Spain chat, isn't mm. it? But let's start with what's happened in Spain over the weekend and the, uh, yeah, the World Age World age group triathlon championships um I think half a dozen Guernsey um triathletes headed out there and uh what a weekend it was for them in particular Thierry Le Cheminon.
2: it's not every weekend we get a Guernsey athlete winning a world title but yeah uh, Thierry Le Cheminon emerged top of the 18 to 19 category competing against a small select quite strong field of triathletes from all over the world and Getting a big lead on my bike, coming home with it nearly five minutes clear, second place.
0: Yeah, impressive. I mean, it is really impressive, isn't it? I mean, you say it's not every weekend, but we have had a couple before, haven't we? I mean, Megan Chapel wasn't there this time, but she's um, she's won a, a world age group title before as well. I mean, it's fantastic
2: representation on a on a global
0: kind of stage, isn't
2: it, for for Guernsey's Triathlon Club. Oh, yeah, totally. And I guess we need to speak about the depth we had throughout the age groups, really. I think uh, one person who really deserves highlighting is Alan Rowe. Uh, Yes, he didn't quite make the podium, but he's... In his mid to late 50s now, competing in a 55 to 59 age group and locally still keeping up with top guys. He was sort of on the cusp of sort of the island games picture earlier this season. So yeah, racing against his own age group. I mean, I always fancied he might do well and he's really committed to it and comes out with fourth place. Only a minute off the podium. So yeah. fair play to him. I guess just all in all, we had six Guernsey people competing, all making the top... 30 which is pretty impressive
0: yeah what a summer it's been for for triathlon obviously uh with those guys going away uh to kind of round off a successful season obviously with the island games which was uh which was tremendously successful for for the guernsey team um with with two individual gold medals there then josh lewis doing so well at the iron man um world championship um just a couple of weeks ago so um yeah uh fantastic season for guernsey Trathon. congratulations um to all of those uh who were representing gb um out there in spain um um, Gareth, we wouldn't mind being in Spain, but you were at Footslane on Saturday afternoon <laughs> <laughs> for a, a big triple header of rugby.
3: Yeah, it was quite sunny at Footslane. Tony was bad, a bit. It wasn't too bad, you know, late September or mid September, I suppose. But yeah, it was um it was a very busy day down at Footslane and um well I'll say tries to galore from, from half eleven onwards, from the time St Jack's kicked off and we amazingly, 66 nil up at half-time. I'd sort of wandered across the road from having watched a hockey game at the Memorial Field. And um, I think within six minutes of watching St. Jack's, they'd scored four tries. They were absolutely flying. Um, Poor Totonian's second sort of bore the brunt of of a very good performance from St. Jack's. Obviously, you'd want it to be more competitive for them. It's always a bit tricky at that level as to what sort of sides that people can muster to bring over here it's always it's always more of a challenge for St. Jack's when they go away because they're bound to be facing sort of stronger opposition but um, yeah they scored a total of 18 tries um, in in the morning and uh, yeah it was a resounding victory Um 160 was, they put on 120 120 yeah. points to 7 127 so, 100, yeah, yeah 120 points to 7 it, was, it did take some adding up even um, even the match referee Steve Russell got it wrong at one point because <laughs> there's so many to, to add up um yeah, and it was a far more, um, it was a far closer, more competitive game uh, across the way on the club pitch between Guernsey Raiders Ladies and uh, Paulborough. It was a really sort of seesaw battle that, and um, the visitors came out on top. I think it was twenty-three fifteen in the end. But it was a it was a good performance by the by the Raiders Ladies, who have got quite a few novices playing in their side, so um, they're, they're sort of certainly improving. Um, But yeah, obviously the the main event was um, Guernsey Raiders hosting Isha on the main pitch. And uh, that turned in, that was a real, real good, tough tussle. It was a real proper um a battle between two very good sides. Um Isha, who are gonna be sort of title contenders, I thought or sort of promotion contenders I'd say in, in National Two East. They they sort of they're in a bit of a bit of a yo-yo pattern at the moment between levels four and three. Um they've just come down from National One where they did they did quite well last season. It's just uh, the nature of the region sort of split that they got um, relegated. Um, and they were fourteen nil up at half time. And Guernsey Raiders had played pretty well. They defended very well first half. Uh, they just couldn't quite get their attack functioning. Whereas uh, Isha were very clinical. When they, I think they basically had about three chances first half, and they took two of them. And that's sort of, that's what you expect from these top sides. And um, yeah, come half time, I, I was thinking, you know, if, if Raiders managed to get. Um, a couple of tries and maybe get a bonus point um, they'll have done well Uh, that's how it turned out but actually they came within sort of like a couple of minutes and and within say 15 metres of of winning the game late on it was a a really good second half performance by Raiders They they were the better side in that second half uh, they made a couple of tactical changes. They brought Tom Teazel on at, uh, at 12 to sort of give him the, a bit of a double pivot in the back line. Um, and they uh, they scored very early on in the second half, which helped Ethan Smith finishing off a really good team try. And then uh, Carter Hackett, who's making his home debut, he's uh, a new number 8 who's come over from New Zealand. So he looked very promising acquisition. Uh, he scored as well. And so that brought it level. Isha responded, got back ahead by five points and uh, yeah and raiders finished strongly they came um they got a penalty in the last couple of minutes sort of 15 meters out opted for the scrum which was a bit of a debatable choice i, I know i um, i asked jordan reynolds about it afterwards and, and there was reasons behind it but perhaps i might have gone a different way but that's just, it's sort of i'm not in the thick of the action um, it was a great moment, though, when they sort of set up for the scrum. Um, I was uh, I was sat a couple of rows in from um, from uh, the back of the Garen stand and I, I had a big, booming voice shout out a warning to me. Gareth, just be warned, if we score now, my beer's going to go flying and you're <laughs> in the firing line. That was from our, our friend of the podcast, uh, Leighton Batty. He's just giving me a little warning that his beer was going to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately for Guernsey, Isha won the scrum penalty they they had a very strong scrum and um, they managed to clear their lines but you could tell by the way they celebrated when they cleared um, to, to finish off the match to win 1914 that they were very relieved to win that game Isha so it, it was a good performance by Raiders and um, it shows a lot of potential going forward.
0: Yeah I mean they've only won one of the four but the three they've lost two on the road and and that one is as you say um, against a, a side who have fancied the season they've all been really quite competitive, haven't they? When you look at the score lines at the end, you know,
3: there's not a huge amount in it. Well, no, certainly. I mean, the, the two away games they've lost, they've been totally behind the the eight ball sort of going into the second half. They've got off to poor starts in both of them and then sort of turned on the style in the second half. It wasn't quite the same this weekend, although they were the better side in the second half. They actually played pretty well first half, just didn't quite quick and, uh, click and attack. So, um, But if, if they can sort of produce... 80 minute performances they'll be competitive with pretty much everyone in this division I'm sure of that and um, I mean at the moment I think they're 11th in the in the table but I'm pretty sure they can climb quickly because they're scoring tries they've, they've sort of picked up I think three try bonus points so far this season out of the four games they picked up a losing bonus point against Isha so um, they're not far away from sort of turning over quite a few sides in this division.
0: Yeah they go to Wimbledon next weekend I think they're newly promoted aren't they or back into this division um, and then the, the next home game um, at Foots is San Saturday, the 7th of october against worthing um one of the sides um who they'll be uh yeah looking to to beat or yeah get a, a win or two over this season to um to, to kind of steer themselves away from the bottom of the table worthing just one place below guernsey um third from bottom at the moment
3: yeah that's that's one we always dread as reporters because both sides are called raiders so um, <laughs> yeah you have to call them worthing and guernsey in that one
0: yeah good stuff um just about it for part one jamie another
2: highlight though um for you at the weekend it was nice to go down to Long Camps and watch the uh, Guernsey Tennis Championships. Uh, I mean, two quite expected winners in Rob West and Joe Dyer, who have dominated year upon year. But it's quite encouraging to see in a women's competition and emergence, of a new challenger, just 13 years old, to Joe, who not only made the final, but put in a very respectable performance. And yeah, it just bodes quite well for the future, seeing joe who's won the title 12 times now being tested yeah for chloe delamere that is yeah chloe um, delamere
0: yeah who's also been uh yeah showing real promise in in paddle as well um yeah so uh, clearly uh, one to watch for sure um and uh, yeah one to watch for joe as well um yeah great stuff uh let's leave it there for part one coming next we'll talk cricket Welcome back. Yeah, it's going to be a, an exciting week of cricket, or exciting few days of cricket ahead um, for Guernsey's men. They're on their way as we record this um, down to Spain for the European Cricket Championship. It's the first time um, that Guernsey as a as a sort of national side, as an island side, have um, have taken part in this competition. Um, yeah, Gareth, we've seen Griffins and Indies go down to take part in the kind of club championships. Um, but this uh, is a really interesting opportunity um, for what is quite an explosive uh, Guernsey lineup to, to go and see what they can do.
3: Yeah, the, um, the T10 format is something we're still getting used to. Obviously, Griffins and Indies have had that experience of the, of the Champions League down in Spain. But um, yeah, it is, it is basically swing from the hip from the moment that the first ball is bowled. It is just non-stop action and um, it, it's great it's a great um, tournament it's, it's, um, the production is fantastic as well I've actually been watching a bit of Group A this morning um, with France taking on Greece and it just reminded me that how far some of these guys hit it and they, they don't hold back so um, I wouldn't want to be a, a bowler going down to Spain I must admit
0: The squad that Guernsey are sending um, captained by Matt Stokes um, is Luke Bichard, uh, Zach Damerel, Adam Martel, Charlie Birch, Ben Fitchett, Ollie Nightingale, Tom Nightingale, uh, Josh Butler, David Heath Keeper, Alex Bushell, Nathan Letissier, and Adam Wakeford. As you say, the first group is underway. Curtsy's um, group uh, classically um, includes Jersey as well. So uh, another crack
3: at the old enemy. Yeah, out of a team which involves 31 nations, we couldn't avoid Jersey. It's quite <laughs> remarkable, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'd be interested to see how, you know, Jersey is such a, a quality side but they're sort of um, sort of how, what I'd call out-and-out out cricketers. So I'm not sure how well they'll take to T10. I, I know the farmers have played a bit in the in the Champions League as well. But, um, you know, ju- the format, the way it works out, you'd have thought that's a, a great chance for Guernsey to perhaps cause an upset against Jersey because it really is, a, if one guy comes off, then you've got a very good chance of winning. So, um, yeah, who knows? Yeah,
0: we found it um, pretty tough against Jersey, haven't we, in the last few years. But um, this has got to be as good an opportunity as any, a real kind of... A free hit, if you like, um, uh, against them. Um, well, ahead of Guernsey heading down to Spain, uh, I was joined um, here at the Guernsey Press Studio um, by uh, a couple of the the travelling party, uh, Rob Thompson, um, who will be uh, managing things from off the field, and um, one of Guernsey's big hitters, Tom Nightingale. Rob, Tom, welcome to the pod. Good to see you guys. Thank, Thank you very much. You too. Yeah, another exciting week for Guernsey cricket. Uh, just explain what this competition is, um, how Guernsey have become involved, and, and yeah, what it looks
1: like on the ground. Sure. So it's the um, European Cricket Championship, T10 format. People will be familiar with um, independents who went this year for Guernsey and, and Griffins who went the year before as, as domestic teams. But this is Guernsey going as obviously as a, as a national side for the first time. Um, I think this is the third iteration of this at country level. So first time we've been, which is really exciting, we, you know, really important for us to be there. Um, 30 other countries involved. So um, yeah, it, it's a big deal, you know, playing, you know, different format to what we might play at ICC level and, and wider than that. But you know, against broadly the same players and countries. So, um, yeah, it's really important for our development. Um, and, you know, really nice thing to to kind of have at the end of the season as well.
0: Yeah, and for you, Tom, uh, as players, um, is it more than a bit of fun at the end of the tournament? Is it is it kind of a stage that you really want to do well at?
4: Yeah, well, when you look at like the ICC tournaments and, well, this tournament that we're going to play, like the whole kind of production value of it is probably the best l- thing we can play like when you look at um, where it's being broadcast and like just on YouTube for example where we watched Well, when Griffins went the first time and then when Independence went for myself the most recent time it's just it's unbelievable it's it's as good as if you're going to watch England Australia kind of thing it really is that good Um, so as far as a player it's it really is exciting to go and play for Guernsey and yeah the standard is going to be really really good obviously we've got a quite a tough group that we're going into um, but we're going to give it our best, and there's no reason why we can't hopefully get to the championship week.
0: Yeah, as you say, the production value on on the broadcast is is unbelievable, isn't it? I and mean, it is kind of top top level. Are, are those clips from from your kind of time down there and from Griffin's time? Are they still shared around amongst the guys?
4: Yeah, yeah, we still share them around a bit. Like, hopefully, we're going to make new ones and even better ones because hopefully <laughs> we're going to get a bit further in the competition this time. But yeah, it's just it's really nice because obviously when you play local cricket, you have like when yourself comes down and like videos it, um, we can see ourselves play but it's nice to have like a good body of work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just like a body of work. And even for like technique wise and stuff like that, it's just things that you don't normally and always see. Um, so yeah, it helps us even improve as well. So it's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, great. And it is a new addition to um to the kind of the cricket landscape for, for Guernsey as an island side. And it's come at the end of a, a sort of well, a new look season, but a kind of a renewed effort with with um Jeremy Frith coming in as director of cricket. Um it's been a busier year than perhaps we've had for for the last few, certainly since since the pandemic. Um how have you gone about putting together the squad, Rob, um, as, as one of the
1: selectors? I mean, it has there been a lot of interest in being involved in this one? Yeah, there certainly has. And I think that's been really helped by, um, as we've already referenced, uh, you know, Independence and Griffin's going previously. I think there's a, still a bit of a false perception out there from people that maybe haven't been as as to what it is. As as Tom touched on, you know, you're treated so well on the pitch, but also off it as well in terms of the, the way that the whole thing runs is is so professional. So, you know, certainly the guys that can, you know, validate it, from maybe outside the squad have done that for us that's that's helped us to put such a strong squad together um and I think you know we've we've had such a positive season we've put on a lot of a lot more cricket for the guys um you know we've had some really good results along the way so that's that's helped as well um and overall yeah it's, it's it is a really compelling proposition and I think as we do it this time like we've done at, at club level you know feeding back in once we're back, People can get a, a you know real feel for for what it's all about, and I think you know we'll only get stronger hopefully in the years to come as well.
0: Yeah, Tom, what have you learned as a as a player on the pitch from the tournament you were involved in, a, and and you're taking to to the week in Spain this time? I mean, what what's the top of the mind crossing the rope? Uh,
4: for a batter like myself, it's quite enjoyable. Um, bowling is tough work there, but like like we've um, said. Luckily, like Griffins and Indies having experienced it, the bowlers can go back with a bit of a better game plan. Cause when we both, when we first went, it was a bit rabbit in the headlights. Stuff was just kind of happening. And we, you can try prepare as best you can, but you can't always prepare for what's going to happen in the game. Um, so bowlers going with a good game plan. Obviously, batter's a bit different. You just try and turn up and whack the ball as far as you can, pretty much as consistently as possible. But with the team that's been selected, we have 11 guys who we can trust to go out there and do that. Um, and as far as the other teams go, it's going to be a bit different again this time because each team we expect to have four, five, six proper batsmen. Whereas when when we've been in the past with our club sides, you normally only have two, three, maybe a maximum of four batters that are really going to hurt you. Whereas this time, obviously being national standard, everyone's going to be able to bat as well as the, as bat as well as each other. So it's a bit of a different proposition going this time. Yeah, and it's typical to have been
0: put in the same group as Jersey. Um, obviously, uh, you know our record over the last few years has been been tricky, should we say, yeah. uh, against them. But I mean, is it, this sort of another free hit that, that, yeah, if you can get that result um, that we've sort of long waited for, that that you know that can kind of change the momentum slightly of of into the games.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I was never I've never been as confident going into that intentional and it was our biggest loss. So sport works out in funny ways sometimes, as we everyone sitting around here can attest to. But yeah, I feel like. It's, the shorter the game the, the more even it becomes like you get bigger upsets in the shorter format of the game i saw a result recently because i think belgium played rob probably knows about better, better than me but belgium played germany and netherlands recently and i think they beat both those teams and you would never expect that to happen over a 20 over and especially not a 50 over game so it definitely is a bit, a, bit of an equalizer so yeah there's no reason why we can't go and we're going to be confident in ourselves that we can beat them and beat any team that we come up against. Yeah, brilliant.
0: And then Rob, uh, we spoke to you at the start of the season um, uh, on the pod with uh, uh, with Stuart Leprevo, kind of talking about that new sort of selection committee and looking ahead to a busy summer kind of at the back end of it. How do you reflect on, on how it's gone and, and how things have moved forward?
1: Yeah, I, I was just trying to, as you said that, just trying to think back at some of the things that I, I said as we, as we sat around. I mean, I think overall, you know, very, very positive. You know, we brought... You know some players back into the into the squad and you know into that environment that that weren't there in previous years and that was that was a a real big win for us. Um, You know results have have spoken for themselves. We obviously had the disappointment of the the intrinsula. but the week we had in Holland and the series win over Germany was, was obviously a massive highlight. So um, yeah, very, very positive. Um, going away to Spain and having some good results there and, you know, trying to eventually get one over Jersey would, would absolutely cap it off a treat. But I think above all else, we're set up really well to, to kick on and, and make even more progress next year. Um, you know, we know... We've certainly got a lot more clarity as a group now off the pitch in terms of the sort of cricket that we need to be playing and the guys want to be playing. So it's up to us to put a programme together for next year that's, you know, that's equally as as positive for us going forward.
0: Yeah, I guess most people who are involved in the game would acknowledge that, you know, there's not going to be um, a quick fix in terms of certainly matching where Jersey are. And, um, you know, is it a case of just kind of getting a bit of routine back into to island cricket and then just letting it, you know, letting it run almost?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think we, we set a, a bit of a template for that this year with, you know, with getting academies over in that early part of the season. We'll, you know, we're, we're trying to refine that MCC fix just such that it works a bit better for us in terms of who we're able to pick from and and the format and the days and the times that we're playing. Um, we need to be playing a lot more T20I cricket as well, which is which is certainly the plan. Um you know, as a group um, and with, with Free we're a lot clearer now on the impact of T20Is, um, you know, from a rankings perspective and then from a knock-on of that funding-wise and, and into other parts of the pathway. So we know what we need to be playing. We know broadly who we need to be playing it against. Um, and Yeah, I guess it's, it's up to us to, to go out and make that happen. But, um, you know, from a player perspective, we've had a two or three years of, of not doing too much, you know, playing Jersey a lot. Um, you know not playing too many others so we've got a tournament next year um, you know the first step for the next T20 World Cup so we've got to put ourselves in the best place to be able to attack that and get out of you know that sub-regional level and into the next step. Tom from your perspective uh I mean, you said before
0: that, that you went in as confident as ever into the Interinsula. Um, is that a reflection on the, the way things have moved on this summer?
4: Yeah, I think it's just a reflection of a number of things, but just like the performances, not necessarily the results, just performances that we put in throughout the year. Um, Rob mentioned it as, but, uh, scoring 200 against the MCC, chasing that down, scoring 350 against the MCC, and then good results against Hampshire Academy, and then that Germany. Like I've been involved in a lot of, Guernsey cricket over the years and I think that's probably my best series win um, that I can re- like ever remember. Um, but yeah, it it's just been a really good solid year in terms of results and I feel like the process has matched the results because sometimes you win games and you don't deserve to win them and you lose games and you don't deserve to lose them. But I feel like this year we've made really good strides in just performances matching the results that we've been getting. So.
0: Yeah, encouraging to hear. And just looking ahead to to Spain, um, once again, just take us sort of into that squad. I mean, it, it, who would you think ranks themselves as the biggest hitter in that in that side? God,
4: I, I can't say myself, so I'll take myself out <laughs> of it. But I, I, we've just got so many clean strikers of the ball as far as biggest, like, anyone can hit as big a ball as each other, to be honest. But then like, like up top, we've got um, obviously Fitch and Zach and those two guys... Throughout the years have been two of the cleanest strikers of a cricket ball at the top of the order that we've probably had in a while. So those two, then you've got Matt Stokes, obviously one of Guernsey's best ever players. And then you got myself, Josh. Well, I could literally just name our whole team, but, um, yeah, we just got a, a really good top six, seven, eight. And even I have to mention Bish because he'll moan if I don't, but we got <laughs> Bish, our knight in shining arm uh, down at 11. So yeah, just good, consistent ball strikers right through, the, right, right the way through the team. I think if it was saying a couple of times
1: once we'd firmed up that squad, I think if you'd have offered me that, say six weeks ago when we started planning for it, I'd have absolutely bitten your hand off for for the strength of what we're taking. Um, you know, we've, as club sides, we've both gone away and, and found ourselves short in batting. Um, so to be able to bat deep and for those guys at the top of the order and in the middle order to have the clarity that they can go out there and, you know, be really expressive and aggressive because they know what's to come after them is hopefully going to really help us um and yeah you know that from from a bowling perspective there's there's a really good variety there we all know it's tough for bowlers um you know the ball's just going to go anywhere off any part of the bat very regularly so within that though we, we've we got a real variety um you know pace on and pace off so we can go out there and, and feel like we can you know we can we can have some some really good fun fantastic well um it's gonna be exciting to watch i'm sure there'll be a few uh, following it very
0: closely from back here so uh yeah best of luck and we'll see you on the other side Tom Lattergale and Rob Thompson speaking to me there um, yeah you'll be able to watch that I mean it's all live online isn't it and as you said before Gareth the um, the production quality if you've seen um, the European Champions League cricket before is is kind of um, yeah as good as it gets really so it's quite it's quite a fun thing to watch it,
3: it is it's, it's, it is a great sort of um, uh, event as it's such um, the one thing I'll say that most of the Guernsey guys will go down there hoping to goodness that they don't end up on the That's So Village uh, Twitter feed <laughs> which, which can happen down in that tournament because yeah. of all the footage that they show um, if you make a bit of a faux pas and sort of perhaps fall over the boundary or something you do end up going viral yeah. like some people have found out but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure our guys won't be um, doing stuff like that hopefully they'll go viral for some of the their better stuff
0: well, I was going to say to be fair there's been some good stuff hasn't there I mean they, they get those clips out um, European Cricket Network and um, yeah there was a, a couple of ones I remember from Indies uh, last year uh, a glorious covered, sort of cover drive six uh, lofted six from from Matt Stokes mm-hmm. and um, Will Pete People took a hat trick me under the lights. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the games are afternoon and evening, aren't they? Thursday and Friday. Yeah and then Saturday for the um, for the, the, th- the finalists
3: and the, and the qualifiers yeah I, you've just reminded me I hope Matt Stokes um, keeps my advice in his head because when he came back having hit that shot for six and which went viral um, I did tell him his best way of approaching T10 was to go over extra cover because he's not a slogger so there's no point in him trying to hit over deep mid wicket because it's not his area so hopefully he heeds my advice on that one
0: well best of luck to the Guernsey side uh, heading down there a bit closer to home um, we've got a couple of inter uh, on Guernsey soil and in Guernsey water um this weekend and lots else besides uh jamie where are you gonna be
2: well actually uh we've got two different interventioners taking place at York, really so we've got uh swimming interventioner which will be their first since 2019 it's nice to see that making its comeback um from what i hear it's a bit awkward timing wise so we've got quite a lot of our top swimmers off at university or off at boarding school and they've just gone back for a term so it won't be returning so our end team looks quite a lot like our youth commonwealth games team so, I mean, it'd be a good develop- developmental experience for them. It might be a challenge to get the title, but we shall see. Yeah, and great
0: to see that back on the on the schedule. Um, and then it continues into the weekend, doesn't it, with the CI Champs. So quite a busy weekend coming.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously speaking about the softball, that's one Guernsey have got a very good record. Order in. Uh, last year went over to Jersey and we managed to get a clean sweep across the three categories. And I think the hope will be to repeat that this year. Yeah, Guernsey
0: Softball uh, in a very strong place, isn't it? Um, Yeah, get along and support them on Saturday afternoon. uh, If you can, Uh, Gareth, where are you going to be?
3: I'm likely to be at a football venue. I'm sure this weekend, Tony. I haven't actually sorted out our whole scheduling yet, but um, with with the rugby guys being off Ireland um, I think um, with and GFC being at home, I think I'll probably be based at Foots Lane again for them. But um, there'll also be a few hockey games going on and things. So um, I'm not totally sure yet, but it's a busy weekend wherever I am.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, GFC back at home, two o'clock kickoff against Marlow. Right, we'll leave it there. Uh, make sure you pick up a copy of the paper Monday to Saturday for the very best local sport coverage of course we're also on social media facebook twitter instagram threads at gsy press sport the place to find us and if you're not already do follow the show on whichever podcast platform you're using that way every episode will drop straight into your feed cheers guys we'll see you next time Cheers, cheers Tony